Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Talk of the Trinity podcast. I am still Baz Parrot, but I'm still not joined this week in the Talk of the Trinity studio by my co-host, Mr. Trinity himself, Will Forrest. But don't worry, you will be hearing from him later in the show. And what you also don't have to worry about is being kept up to date with all the latest Villa news, rumours, transfers, gossip, poll or two. You can find all that on our Twitter page at Talk Trinity. You can also listen back to previous audio episodes on our audio providers, Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google. We're also on FanHub. And if you want a mixture of visual and audio delights, you can go and check out our YouTube channel, Talk of the Trinity. And it's a shorter episode this week, a bit later in the day. So... I'm personally not going to dwell too much on events at Villa Park last weekend, such a long time ago, and also because Mr. Trinity himself was there, so he'll be able to give you more of a blow-by-blow account of the game later on. But what I will dwell on is the fact Villa won. 1-0, finally a home win under Unai Emery. And even with that, victory most people have kind of forgot it mainly because the game was quite dull would have been different if Zaha would have been able to keep himself on side for his goal um, that was disallowed but Villa you know, did all football cliches 101 did enough for the win held on it was a game whereby mentioned it in a preview, Palace hadn't scored many goals, hadn't won this calendar year. So inevitably, as Mr. Trinity himself would say, it was all set up for a Palace win. But we managed to hold on. And our current key players had good games. John McGinn played well again. Mings had a solid game. Unfortunately, in terms of negatives from the game, if not from the results itself, is from an injury perspective. Kamara went off injured. Looks like he'll be out for a couple of weeks. Hopefully not as bad as originally anticipated, where we thought he'd be out for at least a month. Hopefully that will not be as bad as previously feared. But apart from that, you know, in terms of a game whereby we had a majority of possession, I think there was one shot on target in the entire game. So certainly not one to go down in the history books, but keeps the momentum that had been started by the win the previous weekend going. And not that there really was any thought of it in talk of the Trinity's hours, but any lingering suspicion about Villa being in a relegation battle or being dragged into that relegation zone near the end of the season. I think we can put that to bed now. We're, which I suppose you could say is an achievement, but it's the other nine teams below us, including Palace, are not that far away from the bottom three. So first stage of the Unite Emery plan, stabilise, gets away from the bottom. As I think you can put a tick by that and complete it. And you can put a tick and complete what I'm going to say about that game because we're going straight into looking at tomorrow at time of recordings game at 
the London Stadium where Villa go to visit West Ham. And safe to say, Villa's recent record against West Ham is dreadful. (laughs) I think there's no other way of putting it. Last time Villa beat West Ham, May 2015. And, you know, you get a gold star if you remember that it was Tom Cleverley who scored for Villa in the build-up to the FA Cup final. Don't remember how that went. But 13 games ago, that was. And the last five have all been West Ham wins. In terms of away from home, not really much better in terms of the um, Villa records. They haven't won away at the London Stadium. They've only won two out of the last 19 away games at West Ham. So not in that sense, if you are looking from a historical perspective, perhaps not much to be looking forward to. However, as we mentioned, Emery, since he's come in, the away form has been impressive. Won four out of five away from home. And we scored in every game, you know, under Unai Emery, which, I mean, shows that the system effective especially away from home. And Watkins' goal-scoring streak ended at five against Palace. But if he scores on Sunday, he can become the second Villa player in the Premier League to score in four consecutive away games, with the other one being Dwight York. So what to expect from West Ham? They are one of the aforementioned nine teams currently looking over their shoulder in terms of the relegation zone. I mean, at time recording, West Ham actually are 18th. We're recording this on Saturday evening after the Premier League games of today. Just to confirm, we were not asked to go and host match today. But if we were... We stand with Gary. But back to West Ham. They are in a runner form, really, where in terms of it can be one step forward, two steps back. But they are still in Europa Conference League, which they won on Thursday. But last league out in away at West Ham. No, West Ham were away at Brighton and a truly dreadful 4-0 shellacking. I mean, Brighton have been playing very well this season, but... It was not good from a West Ham perspective in terms of the way the wheels fell off, really, in in terms of that game. And what often gets said about David Moyes' team is that they're defensively solid. So concerning from their perspective, if they are going to be seeding four, and especially the previous league game where they beat Forest 4-0 at home, where there was talk of the tide turning. and that 4-0 home win against Forest, there was a familiar face on the scoreboard for West Ham. Danny Ings with two goals. You suspect that he will be playing on Sunday and fully expect Mr Trinity to be given a 
minutes applause, salute, fanboying every time Danny Ings touches the ball. But in terms of his record against Villa, it's pretty good. <laughs> Having like five goals in seven games when he's played against Villa previously. So you would not be out of your mind to be putting a cheeky 50p on Danny Ings to score for West Ham. But in terms of, well, Danny Ings may score for West Ham, but is that going to be enough to beat Villa? And you'd expect in terms of the team, Carlos has been in training, could be in the squad. You'd think it's a bit too early for him to start, but good to see him back on the road towards fitness. You know, he's, he's been out for a long time and, you know, he was a big signing and a lot was expected of him. So if we can get him back before the end of the season, he could be a big part for Villa moving forwards next season. Kamara, as I mentioned, he is going to be out. Then Donker, <laughs> the violins aren't coming out too much, I suspect, but he's probably not going to be playing either. So from a Villa perspective, you do have the options of do you play kind of Bailey in that up front role? Do you play Bundia? I mean, do you keep the pace of Ramsey in, in the team? You, you suspect you probably would in terms of the counter-attack in game that Emery is likely to adopt against West Ham. Cameron not playing. Who do you play in that defensive midfield if Dendonka is not fit? Do you play Chambers? Do you change do you change the shape? I, I, I suspect probably not. And I yeah, I, I suspect Chambers may play if Dendonka isn't fit. You could say move John McGinn back there, but I think his more advanced role in recent weeks has really been paying dividends in terms of his form. So you would be reluctant to change that really. Cash in the team again recently some good performance expect him to play Moreno you suspect in terms of he'll be easing his way into this starting lineup on a ball consistent basis during the rest of the season Emre's man so you suspect in the battle between him and Dinia it will be him coming out long term but in terms of the short term and the game on Sunday who is going to be coming out on top it's prediction time and for me I don't think anybody's going to be coming out on top because I think it's going to be a draw. I want to go through a score draw and I think it's going to be Villa 1, West Ham 1, which for West Ham in a relegation battle, you know, not the best result in the world for them. Villa, if you are of the mindset that Villa are in at the chase for European places, not the best for that either. But I think in terms of West Ham, will be earmarking this game as one where they need to get a result from to really try and avoid more pressure drama being heaped upon this West Ham team who have underperformed this season, regardless of what happens on Sunday. And if they stay up, I mean, the expectation was they'd be challenging for Europe again once more. And that season has fallen far short of those expectations. But speaking of Things that never fall short of expectations. That brings me on nicely to the thoughts of Mr. Trinity himself, Will Forrest. He will be giving you his thoughts on the 
Palace game and West Ham. And you can hear from him right now. So the last match saw us beat Crystal Palace 1-0. And whilst it may not have been a game of high chances or frills, it was a game where we really didn't have to get out of first gear. You know, we were very much on top for large periods. Unai said that he was happy with the first half display, but he felt that we should have kicked on a bit more in the second. And you have to agree, really. Um, we were obviously trying to set traps for Crystal Palace by bringing them forward so that we could get into the spaces behind and more so when Ducore rightfully got sent off for his two awful, awful tackles that he made. However... It wasn't to be, but the one fantastic move that we had ended up with Matty Cash getting an assist because of Joachim Anderson's own goal. Apart from that, there wasn't really much else to talk about. I felt that Jacob Ramsey took quite a while to get into the game. He um, It took him at least the first half an hour or so to really get going. But the player that really stood out for me from a positive from the off was John McGinn. John McGinn back in on that right side of midfield, cutting inside, laying the pass for Matty Cash's run and cross. It was a top, top performance. And he's had some 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 very good, very exciting goal involvements against both Everton and Palace. And of course, two clean sheets. So well done to the best goalkeeper in the world, Emmy Martinez. This weekend, though, is going to be a completely different story. It's West Ham away at the London Stadium. And West Ham, who are doing well in Europe, aren't doing so well in the Premier League. And last time out, they got battered by Brighton, who looked absolutely phenomenal um, from the highlights of the game against them. They created a lot of chances and they could have scored a lot, lot more goals. West Ham are feeling a little bit tender. They're a bit fragile. They obviously need to win this game against us at the moment. They're um, not performing the best in the Premier League. They would be hoping to be doing a lot, lot better than they are because at the time of recording... With Bournemouth's win and Everton's win, they've slipped back into the relegation zone. But a win for them could see them up as high as 14th in the league, but still not away from danger. Not like us at the moment. 34 points, 11 points clear of West Ham. Now, West Ham have been a bit of a bogey opponent for us recently with five defeats on the spin and some of those being absolute horror shows like the 4-1 defeat last year at home and the 1-0 defeat earlier on in the season where the deflected effort looped up over Emi Martinez. But we've got a new manager. He's, well, he's not new, but a different manager to them. We've got a new belief about ourselves. We want to pass the ball around. We want to try and work it up the field. And whilst Bubakar Kamara unfortunately won't be available, we should have enough about ourselves to be able to take the game to West Ham and to be able to get a result. By a result, I'm including draws. A draw away from home isn't the worst result in the world. A win obviously keeps us on track with Chelsea 
um, but still in that 11th place and top at the bottom of the league. Though at this moment in time, with Kamara out, and just to keep momentum, I'd take a draw. I really, really would. It's probably not what Villa fans want to hear. But with West Ham and then Bournemouth in our next two games, whilst we'd be hoping for six points, I would take four. I'm not being a negative Baz, I promise you I'm not. There's talk of Diego Carlos being on the bench for the game against the Hammers. And hopefully he will be there. But you you can tell that Ezri Concer and Tyro Mings are going to be the ones sitting at centre-back and having to mark an old fan favourite, Danny Ings. Now, Danny Ings is going to want to come back to haunt us if he can and show that he should never have been sold by the club. But we've moved on since then. Ollie Watkins is banging in the goals. Five in six games. Jean Duran is ready to be unleashed and run at the opposition and try and get goals for us. And this could be the game for him. This could be the game. I do feel that West Ham are going to be buoyed from Europe. That they're going to be hoping to obviously get victory over us. And I feel that we will sit back that little bit. We'll try to counter them. It may not be the best tactic against West Ham, who will likely try to do the same because of their recent form. So for me, I'm going to keep it short and sweet this week. Unfortunately, I don't think we keep another clean sheet. I do think Danny Ings scores against us. And I feel it will be a 2-2 draw between the Claret and Blues. Let us know what you think in regards to the uh, in regards to the predictions, how you think the game will go, what you think the starting lineup will be. Will Callum Chambers be in centre mid? Will John McGinn or Jacob Ramsey be moved there? You know, or will we see a different formation? I think it'll be. I think it'll be Callum Chambers. But Chambers in that role in a 2-2 draw, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. It is very much appreciated. We've got the Bournemouth game next week. And then after that, we're going to have a little look at our Premier League predictions for the rest of the season. And they could prove to be just a little bit tricky when you have all the hullabaloo that's going on around at the moment. But anyway, let's hope that this weekend I'm wrong and that we go and take a hammer to West Ham and burst their bubble. I suppose we won't find out until next time. But cheers, Tar. Thank you very much. Baz is Villa till he dies. I'm Villa till I die. Up the villa. <laughs>